Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. I don't know if you're all ready for this one. Uh, Very, very deep conversation that we had. I enjoyed the fuck out of this conversation with an individual that goes by Sam. And it was incredibly diverse as far as a conversation can go. But uh, a little background on this guy. He has uh, fairly high military clearance. I'm not going to tell you that he's like Q level. He's not at the top of uh military clearance but he's got he he knows more information than the average man does or woman for the sjw's out there but there's something very interesting going on throughout the video which is it was fucking dope dude so i'm sitting here on my zoom and watching him talk he's out in his vehicle uh you know kind of trying to be kind of incognito and I see lights going on behind him. There's all kinds of weird uh, sort of anomalies going on throughout the video. And this was a fun one, man. Like we talk a little bit about paranormal. Um, we get into the reason that I wanted to talk with with uh, Sam was because he brought this whole idea of oil and fossil fuels harnessing our negative energy as humans and running our world. This is kind of like that idea that the archons or the reptilians, whatever you want to call them, they run off of our negative energy. And when he brought this up at first, I thought it was it was fascinating right away. You know, I never write off any crazy theories. I've never been known for that. Um, but he really ties it all together here, man. What did you think of this one, Brandon? You seemed very interested. And then you got a little combative uh, towards the end when we started mentioning Bill Gates, who just got divorced today or they announced their divorcement. Uh, or the is that what is that a word? Divorcement? Divorce? Divorce? It is now since know. you invented it, Ryan. That'll it'll work. It'll work. That's like uh, that's like Joanne Sebastian Bach. You know what I mean? That's like one of those ones. You know, yeah, I, I like coming girl. up with fun yeah. things. But in all honesty, Brandon, what did you think of this one? Because this was a blast for me, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I I actually love this podcast because we can scrap it out, and and if the the patron the patrons will be able to uh, to, to hear that on Patreon. Uh, it's only three dollars a month, guys. Go be be sure to check it out. But yeah, yeah, I mean, he gets. As with any kind of like proclaim, like self-proclaimed polymath, uh, he talks about like deep ass stuff, dude. Like the binary language of the universe, how it can all just be ones and zeros, and he relates that to his experience with computers. Um, this inversion effect that I know is is common amongst um, conspiracy theory. Uh, uh, well, I, it's not and actually the conspiracy theory. It's the more uh, the more occultish stuff about the inversion Esoteric. effect, and that certain. Uh, certain groups of people draw energy off the fact that that there are lies being told about the uh, the greater truths of the universe. Um, he's got co- some COVID nineteen uh, opinions, as as we all do, of course. Very very interesting. And then I'll, he he draws it um, 
he draws it to a lot of his own personal experiences too. Um, those are interesting. And yeah, you guys are seeing lights in the background. I get a fr- I get a, a front a front row seat to seeing how you guys uh, just look at the world around you like with flashing lights and shit. So it was a good episode overall, man. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, to me, man, the lights were just kind of interesting because you know we're out of Tucson. I'm not going to give away his location. Um, he's a very private individual, but, uh, you know, when all this crazy shit's going on behind him, there's an article saying that there was lights over Tucson at like 2 a.m. Uh, on this date, uh, 5-3, May 3rd, 2021. So that was very interesting. Just that was sort of a weird phenomenon because he he mentions the goat man early on. This is obviously a, a reference to a demonic uh, entity. Uh, but he, the guy's got so much knowledge. And again, this isn't just some crazy fuck talking shit this is very very articulate um stringing things together that you wouldn't really uh normally be able to do i enjoyed this one this is probably my new favorite episode i say that almost every other week um but i mean this was a blast and that's no no uh no diss to any other guest because i just learn new things every time we talk with someone like sam here so um can't thank him enough and I hope that you all enjoy this episode as much as we uh, did record it. And as Brandon mentioned, we're really pushing that Patreon, guys. We're starting to get a little traction over there. We're putting out our best content there. The cooler shit that we get into at the end of each episode is on the Patreon for, again, only $3. You can support us for 5 and 10 You get the same content. And fun fact, we are going to talk with um, all of the patrons on uh, what, when are we doing this? May 15th. That's a Saturday. Um, doesn't matter if you've been a patron since the beginning or if you're just signing up now. Uh, we're going to have a, a big uh, sort of a Patreon party, and that's going to be a fun little thing to do. Uh, if it works out well, we'll do it again, too. So thank you all for your support. If you don't have the $3 to kick over, just throw us a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcast. Whether you got to take your mom's phone, do it like that, and, you know, take your friend's phone, leave us some reviews because that helps, guys. And uh, we're, we're learning a lot and we're doing a lot of fun stuff, releasing some new merch, websites coming this week. So thank you all. Enjoy the episode. All right, everyone, we brought on a very distinguished guest here. Uh, Something very interesting that we're going to be talking about. We're going to just kind of uh, be all over the place here. It's going to be a little bit about the earth harnessing energy. We're going to get all all kinds of crazy on this episode. We brought on Sam Moss. He is an IT worker. I, I don't know even know how you say it. IT branch of a government corporation i mean there's something very interesting about what you're up to out there sam so uh what's going on out there brother how are you doing i'm doing man so basically i'm an integral piece to a communications uh corporation i kind of run some security um so physical security communication security stuff like that and it's been popping you know with uh big tech being doing what it's doing we've been uh pretty busy needless to say very busy. Sure, man. Sure, sure. So, I mean, like, dude, like you and I, we've had some very interesting private conversations. You've shared incredible information with me. And um, it, it's been very difficult to get you on the show. And I'm very, very honored that you're willing to share your time with us this evening. Um, where do you want to start, man? 
Uh, well, the honor is my or is, is y'all's. I think that overall, without a platform piece to kind of put everyone together in all aspects and perspectives, uh, the communications piece is integral. You can thank Mercury for that. Uh, so with that, <laughs> uh, Mercury is the messenger of God or the messenger of the astral plane. So I think we'll kind of start off with uh, the things that I've I've researched, the things that I've seen um, from manifestation to the occult to just everything. Uh, so to start, I mean, we could start talking about the things that I've looked into. So from the age of 10, um, I used to grow up in this countryside area in the Southeast. And uh, I was 10 and I had this experience to where I pretty much saw like the goat man. And uh, we were playing flashlight, how and go seek. I flashed uh, our back porch of the trailer we lived in was the base. And uh, I was looking for my brother and I flashed the base and I saw this goat man standing at the back uh and I was just shocked. Uh, so all five of us saw it. My brother, me, uh, my stepbrothers, stepsisters, friends, we all saw it. Like there's maybe five or six of us there. So we just took off running to the, to the front of the house and being in the country, we grabbed the gun and went to the back porch and, you know, we we're going to shoot this thing because it was, it was that real. And uh, we went to the back porch and nothing was there. So I, uh, Moving forward, when I was 14, I kind of had an experience with something. Uh, I wasn't religious at the time. I grew up in church. Uh, it was a Protestant church where Presbyterian, where they speak in tongues. And uh, from there, yeah. And uh, so I wasn't religious. I had tough times as a child. And uh, I got on my knees one night, prayed. And I said, hey, uh, take me out of the situation. So I, uh, the situation was... I was living in, uh, at my mom's house. They were drug addicts, and my little sister was actually uh, going to have a surgery when she was two and uh, for emergency heart surgery. And I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to be there for it. And my mom at the time, she was making a drug deal at this bridge that everyone fished at, and it was integral for her to go and all of us to go because that's just kind of how she dragged us throughout her life. Uh, so we ended up going to this bridge uh, after I said a prayer that night or the night before. And uh, we're at this bridge for like maybe an hour and this freak show of a storm shows up. And uh, so I did some research. Fast forward, this freak storm short storm shows up and uh, I get pulled out of that situation completely. My life was changed at the age of 14. I uh, moved in with my dad. I went to a new school, had new things in my life, just had a completely different perspective. And since that event has happened, you know, I went to college, did a religious class, and I told the professor about this event. And he said, well, there's only one assignment in this course, and this assignment can be uh, you talking about this. So I want you to prove, whether it be spirituality, religion, whatever, that this event occurred uh, using science. So I was like, all right. So I reached out to all the uh, local news companies out here. And um, I asked about December 8th, 2004. I was like, hey, I need some evidence, like uh, what are the radar, the meteorologist. I need some evidence of the storm happening over this location. And uh, they got back with me and they're like, we have it was su sunshine at this spot throughout that day. And there was there's no way that anything crazy happened. So I was, I think, 18, 19 at the time. And I was just, you know, shocked. I said, well, how? science not have an answer for this freak show of a storm i mean 
like it had to be 120 mile mile an hour winds. There was four water spouts or tornado on the bridge. Like there was a bulldozer up there on the bridge that was like, it was chained up and basically dogged down to the bridge and it was lifting it off of the bridge. Uh, just, it was a freak show. So I was like, all right, well, I don't have any scientific evidence. Do I, can I interview my brother? Uh, the people that were there with me. And he's like, yeah, man, go for it. So I talked to my brother. He confirmed the entire story, uh, basically transcripted the conversation with my brother onto the paper. And then uh, that wasn't enough. So I, I talked to my mom for the first time in five, five years uh, during that, which that uh, consciously brought me closer back to my mom. I wouldn't say the relationship's great, but we still have a relationship based on that one event happening. She confirmed the entire thing. So since then, my um, I, I think my awakening process, quote unquote, started when I was probably 14. And uh, since then, it's been a, a wild ride. So I hope you all are ready. Well, so so your awakening came from this traumatic experience is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm, I wholeheartedly believe that every traumatic experience we have is part of the awakening process. So from death uh, to a life altering event, whether it, it would be. Uh, manifestation or the collective consciousness, uh, prayer, meditation, whatever means for you to talk to a higher source or yourself is the source. However you perceive it, the fact is, is that um, traumatic events, traumatic experiences is what allows people to develop into the higher consciousness. Interesting, dude. I mean, I so I, I don't want to derail too much from moving forward in the story, but why do you bring up the goat man and what does the goat man signify? Like what is it what does this goat man symbolize yeah, yeah. in your in your mind? It in my life, so I was turned on to Hellier in 2019. I would say the whole, you know, there's a Black Pill Radio, those guys are great, you guys are great. When I started when I knew you guys linked together, I was excited. I haven't listened to it yet. I don't want to spoil it for myself. But uh <laughs> Black Pill Radio, the the idea behind the Black Pill is that everything's fake. So like you have this consciousness raising portions where you're realizing something's off and then you come down and as you're coming down that slope you you kind of see that everything that you perceive what matters is fake so the goat man thing um i was turned on to hellier back in 2019 and or 2020 whichever year it was i can't even remember but i saw that in the first episode resonated with me because it was in the country they're trying to investigate this humanoid thing and i just i was like i was hooked because at that point, I was already researching like uh, pagan gods, Nordic gods, what Pan or Cernanos or all those other gods, what they mean. So I was just absorbed by it. And at the end, I don't want to spoil it. So spoiler alert, um, if you haven't watched it, they're basically investigating Pan, like the, the goat man, the moth man, the, the person that they are trying to, um, I guess, ritually manifest is the god pan which the god pan is basically goat man it's basically satan it's the it's the joker it's the uh the fool in tarot it's the zero card so like the uh, um it's like the, the god of the wild the shepherds and flocks yeah, the nature yeah. of mountain uh wilds rustic music uh impromptus and the companion of the nymphs which i think he is said to be a nymph himself he's the guy who's playing the pan flute 
which is actually where that that flute's name comes from. Yeah, which is which is to me like I mean, if you really think about it, that just the the god Pan itself, it it is it, it's the reflection of every other um, religion's, for lack of a better term, um, creature of the underworld, quote unquote. So I mean, maybe not, maybe it's nature, but I believe that um, nature is the underworld. So that kind of goes with my mm-hmm. argument of. What what may I ask then? Because this is coming from Greek mythology. Where does Hades actually come in? Because he's more directly the the god of the underworld. Is right. So I I think there's a difference between so in in the book of Enoch. So I've I've done readings on the Bible in the book of Enoch. The book of Enoch says that there's a difference between Lucifer and Satan. Is that set Satan Saturn is more of the god of uh, what do they call it? duality. So Satan, Saturn, and uh, Pan, Hades, would be more of the god that is Saturn. And Lucifer, being eight Satan, Lucifer embodies Jupiter. And that Lucifer himself is the underworld. Does that make sense? So I, I in order for... What the fuck is going on behind you? Where? I don't know. I, I filmed it, actually. Not over there. I filmed it behind your window, and I'm not going to show your face, but something fucking came down and then shot back up. I filmed it. I got it on film, but it was fu- <laughs> like, where the fuck are you? Uh, I'm on base. Dude, all right. So if, if, I, if I was to tell you how many times this wild shit has happened to me, we could literally talk for four hours on this podcast. Okay. Not even, well, let- I'm not kidding you. We'll ignore so just, it. I'm gonna... just, just watch. I mean, I'll see if I can set the camera here. I'll hold it. Well, like no, this. hold it how you had it. Not right there. The way that you had it, I got something coming down and then fucking going back up, dude. It's fucking weird. I seriously, I was recording because I saw something come down <laughs> and then I saw something go back up. It was like an orange fucking light. It was weird. So yeah, dude, hold it. Go back to to the other side. How you were holding it? I was like, like this. Was I holding it? Like no, this? it was more to your right. Uh, not quite that far. Guys, a little bit. You guys sound like way. you guys sound like in South Park when they have the ghost adventurers on. They're like, did you what? Did you hear that noise? It, like a, it was like yeah. a it was like a <laughs> sound. Brandon, I'll send you this video, dude. It's fucking nuts. There's something that you can clearly see go up and down. But yeah, no, like uh, a little uh, like right there would be probably fine. Yeah, perfect, right there. We'll keep going. So to kind of paint the picture in ancient times, Set is the underworld, Horus is the sun. So we worship as, or we as in Christians, Christians worship the sun. The Jews worship Sabbath, which is Saturday, which is the day of Saturn. And Saturn, as we all know, when you have gone into Saturnalia and basically Saturn worship, the cube is the prominent feature there. And if you look at the hippie movement, Hippies back in Woodstock were, uh, if they didn't gel with, you know, the whole idea of uh, self-love and peace, the hippies called normies squares. And so there's just a lot of words, spelling, spell casting, so to speak, in that area. So uh, in the book of Enoch, it says that there, Lucifer and Satan were two different entities and that eventually over time, there's two falls. And the first fall was Satan. The second fall was Lucifer. And that eventually Lucifer ate Satan, becoming Satan himself and Lucifer. So those two entities are tied together in one person. So essentially, your question was, 
What again? <laughs> I, I'm asking, like, <clears throat> what, 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 how do you use to explain the difference between this pan guy as being called the yeah. ruler of the underworld and just Hades? Because they, you know, out of the horse's mouth, they'll tell you, uh, they'll tell you that Hades is the guy to worry about. So if you're if you're delineating those two characters so as to say that one is Lucifer and one is Satan, if if that's your right. point, then I'm I'm following you here. Yeah, so that's that's I mean that kind of is my point is that all of these you know uh, underworld type uh, neg- negative entities are all the same entity. So Pan, uh, Hades, Set, uh, just they're all the same. It's just a, a cultural interpretation of that person. So then Lucifer and even even then Lucifer and. Uh... And, and and Satan are the same because I, I I'm 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 trying to let try, right. trying to yeah, see no. yeah so they are the same. Right. There's not two different. So it, it's I I, feel, I, under, I understand that there's like the Trinity, the idea that th- three things can be one and one can be three. Is that the kind of thing that's that's at work here? Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Um. So the whole that's the reason why the whole goat man thing kind of caught caught me in. Um. It's, it's kind of how I lean towards telling any experience is that a lot of the times people have this um, subconsciousness of, well, that hasn't happened to me, so I don't need to believe it. So sharing an experience of, hey, this is what's happened and the following things have happened in the future that directly tie that experience into it. Does that make sense? So when I watched Color, it was like it was I was rewatching myself 16 years ago. Hmm. So, Ryan, do you have anything right here? Because I got a, I got a question. Go for it, man. So, spell out the line here because the the phenomenology of believers like yourself, I think, is where is the crux of where my skepticism comes down. So, I don't think that I am being dismissive by by saying this. Um, your story that you re- re- related to us about the storm can be summarized yep. as and and how it speaks about the greater universal truth speaks like this you remember experiencing a storm you confirmed it with some family members the weather services said that there was no storm therefore all of the things that you're saying you see that connection yeah okay just just making sure that that is the, that is yeah. the crux of the connection no. yeah so that 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 is the crux itself so eventually i'm, I'm going to get into how modern culture, so post-industrialization culture, and how that itself is all false. Well, let's 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 let's, in, do, let's do that. Go ahead and get go ahead and uh, get on with that idea. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, throughout the whole conspiracy, me trying to figure out what's truth, what's not truth, I've always realized that. I mean, from after the QAnon thing to the world's going to end in 2012 to all of this stuff. No matter where you put your energy at, those things never happen. No saviors coming. There is no hero in, in any story. The hero is you, and you are it. So it's kind of like with the Q thing. A whole bunch of these people said that that experience was awesome, and some people are still in it. I feel sorry for them. Uh, but the whole thing about it is you went down this rabbit hole, and you almost hit – you thought that you hit the crux, the rock bottom of that. And then after you come out of the rabbit hole, like Alice, when she wakes up next to the tree and it was all just a dream, she wakes up figuring out that her reality is unchanged. It's kind of like, and I'll use, I'll use a, a, pol- a 
political explanation here. So there's talks about Joe Biden banning high, high capacity magazines, right? If I don't watch the news or watch out for the executive order, um, I'm not going to know high, high capacity magazines are illegal. And I could go out to the shooting range and shoot my 30 round magazine. And I could blow 200 rounds through a target, pack up and go. And nobody will tell me that, hey, that magazine is illegal unless the gun range inspects it. Uh, so there's no way of me knowing that this is illegal. Therefore, a po the politicians, the law that has expressed itself, I, I don't even know that it is illegal. Therefore, my reality is unchanged unless I observe well, that. So let, me, let me help spell out that point right there. Because yeah. I, I don't want to just throw it away. Are you saying nope. that if someone intrinsically didn't, let's go with the, the, the mask thing. If someone intrinsically yeah. didn't know, like really, truly, earnestly did not know that they were supposed to, what a particular institution said, you got to wear a mask to come into this building. If that person didn't know and they're persecuted for it, their innocence by way of their ignorance. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's overall what I'm saying is that reality perspective or perspective of the reality doesn't affect you unless that reality is observed. It's kind of like there's a tree fall in the forest thing, the Schrodinger's cat. All those other examples are out there. Overall, the big argument is, is if you don't observe the reality or the experience through that reality, you don't know if it's real or not. So your 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 actual answer to does a tree fall in or does a tree was it what does it fucking go? Uh, does, does, if a yeah, tree does, falls in the forest, is anyone yeah. here? If no one's around, right? yeah, yeah. So your honest answer to that is, if there's no one around, it doesn't. It doesn't. No. Well, the tree falls, but it doesn't make a sound because nobody observed the sound. Well, hold up. The, the, I, 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 the, that question is is a little bit more loaded than I think. Like, does, does the tree actually fall though? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, I'm just, yeah, I'm just falls. saying, I'm just saying the the, the noise falls. is just one of the phenomena. The tree falling yeah. is actually another thing. So when someone right. comes upon a stumbled tree, did it actually? Like if no one if no one was there to see the tree fall, why is it different any different than the, than the sound? I, I I think you're tying in an observation to a sound. It's the five senses. So yes, the tree fell because you can observe the tree being down on the ground. However, you didn't observe the tree fall, so you didn't hear the sound. So I'm saying that the tree didn't make a sound because the sound wasn't observed. Okay. And the tree, the, the tree didn't do anything with the other sense of sight, you think? like Not unless anyone observes it. Sure. I mean, we, we could roll okay. up on a sense. yellow cone that was once red, and the cone's now yellow. So somebody had to paint it, but we don't know who painted <laughs> it. So all we know is we see a yellow cone by a red cone. And yeah, just while you guys are going back and forth about the tree shit, I have caught several things behind you. I'm not sure. I'm I'm serious, dude. I'll send you both the fucking videos. <laughs> the shit's fucking fascinating. I don't know what the fuck is going on here. Um, but there's like lights going down and up in the videos. But um, let's move on from this, man. So like what why why does this uh your childhood why does this bring you to where you are now and why does this bring you to your research and the things that you are what i think is admittedly obsessed 
with finding this information, whether it be sim theory, whether it be uh, the source of where humans come from, why are you at this point now? That's an excellent uh, question. So overall, I've always looked up at the stars and wondered, what are those things? They tell us they're stars. I just always, I was born with an inquisitive mind. The question of why is that sign red and why does it have eight sides? Why does it have the letters stop? Why are those letters reflective? I needed to know all of those answers from just, I think, I remember the age of four literally asking that to my mom. Um, so just researching the reason as far as why a stop sign is red and why does it have eight, si eight sides uh, to the point of what are the stars in the sky to the point of what is reality? All those things and those experiences that I've observed in the past have completely molded the mindset that I have going forward to research things. So up to binary data, I, I'm in IT, obviously. So binary data flows throughout the universe. I'm sure we can all agree on that, is that in order for you to make an IP address, this is in-depth technology and any IT listening to the show will be like, yeah, you're right. But in order for you to get an a um, an octet in a IP address, you have to use this number line that was developed, I think, in the 40s when they first made the computer. And it basically goes 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, 128. And in order to figure out what IP address, say like it's a 192.xx.0 IP address, you have to add those numbers up on the number line to get the amount of bits that kind of correlate with that IP address. So everything you see is a one and zero, it's just translated to a whole number, all right? So if you use toroidal math, which is the, mind, the, which is the mindset of only using numbers one through nine, and that one through nine sequence is so uh, like three plus three is six. If you, you can't get three, you can't get whole numbers of three and six in, in, in natural without using, or how, how am I trying to portray this? You cannot get three outside of the number of three or six if you only add each other by that number. So if you add two plus two, you get four. If you add three plus three, it's six. If you add six plus six, it's 12. One plus two is three. Uh, six plus six is 12. Two plus four is uh, six, so 24. Add those two numbers, it equals six. So three and six are tied to each other. You cannot equal another number only using the number scale of one through nine. Uh, and nine's the same way. So nine times nine, nine is 81. Eight plus one is nine. So you have that, that trinity there in the Torium math scale to where three, six, and nine can only always equal nine or six and three can only equal six and three. They're tied to each other, but two, four, seven, eight and five can equal any of those numbers. Um, so if you use that, it makes this pattern, right? The pattern goes, I believe it's one, two, four, seven, uh, or eight, seven, five. And it, this pattern repeats itself, kind of like the movie Pi. When y'all talked about that, I was instantly resonating with it uh, because there's this number sequence and that number sequence repeats itself. So on the binary number line, when you're doing this math at 64, six plus four is one, at that 64 point on that number line, the binary number line, it repeats the pattern. 
And ironically, the pattern stops at the number 32. At 32 is when cell division forms. So like cell division goes from one cell to two cells, to four cells, to eight cells, to 16 cells, to 32 cells. Well, and at 32, that's the, the degrees Fahrenheit that water freezes, right? I mean, like 30, 32 is the freezing point. 33 is in the Freemason uh, point of view. This is where like you're free, like you're, you're more fluid. But at 32 degrees, you're frozen. You're like rock solid. Right. And 33 is not a naturally occurring thing. Like you're, you're not allowed to have free thought. It just doesn't exist. You have to break through of until you're, until you get to the 33. Exactly. So you're, you, you don't have free thought until you get to 33. Exactly. That's very interesting. Yeah. It's, it's like a jailbreak. So, uh, so then introduction to sin theory, because I figured out, or I didn't figure out someone really smarter than me figured out. I just kind of did the math figured out that the universe was binary and uh and math itself doesn't work because you have this famous equation of of it's six plus two parentheses three minus one parentheses depending on the mathematician and how the mathematician does the equation it can either equal one or it can either equal nine and if you replace the x on this algebraic equation so say like if you take the six out of that X will equal an, one number. And then it, the, the numbers don't have a pattern. It just depends on what number you replace. So that the X doesn't equal one or nine. It, it doesn't equal any of that. It just depends on the equation. So mathematics itself, unless using the number scale one through nine isn't a pattern, therefore it more than likely is completely wrong in how we calculate numbers. Um, so that introduced sim theory when I first figured that out. And I said, well, if the universe is binary, then that means compute, we're all ran by a computer. And what we're observing is a computer. Because when you dream, uh, scientists and uh, sleep studies, when delta waves are produced, it's basically to where your brain defrags. So like they think dreams are you basically hardwiring or relocating the files inside of your brain to have a quicker uh, recount of that file type. And then you can look at propagating is like uh, you have this USB stick that you're trying to copy over files into another file or folder, but there's not a file folder. So your computer prompts you to, hey, do you want to make a new file to drag these over? And you're like, yeah, I do. So basically everything in a computer can be broken down into our, our realm or reality into a computer type situation. So I was like, dude, we're all into sim theory. There's no way that we're not sims. And then I stumbled upon human vibration. And this was, I believe, uh, May of 2020, when she first posted the John Benet Ramsey thing and how John Benet Ramsey says, like her name decoded is in the basement, which she was found in the basement. Uh, and all of the pageants that she went to, there's no like actual recount. Like no one can say that, yeah, that pageant happened. And then when you try to go to where she was uh, killed at, there's no evidence that she was even killed or she was even at the morgue. And then the mortician himself is Epstein's mortician. Well, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Bay. And Lynn and Wood the, was the lawyer. 
Michael Baden, and then the same lawyer that was John Benet Ramsey's lawyer was Kobe Bryant's lawyer as well, which is very interesting yeah. in Colorado. And then you have this really weird thing where uh, Jean Benet Ramsey, when you look at the the pageants that she was involved in, she was the only one that was actually in those pageants. So that's very right. interesting too. So I mean, there's there's something very interesting. The, the same company that came up with the composites for the coronavirus, uh, what it looks like like at a, at a molecular level. The same company that did that was like yeah. The, let's the... let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about that. And this well, is we... this is where. What I was going to say, though, is that they're, they're the same company that fucking was uh, John Benet Ramsey's personal photographers. So this is the, the that's the huge problem that a lot of people don't realize. And a lot of people don't do this type of research. But, um, yeah, I mean, what were you going to say here? All right. So COVID. Ho- hopefully you don't get popped for that. So if you need to scrub it out, you can. No, we're good. Brandon, this question is for you. And this is not to make fun of you. Do you know why John Hopkins University is named Bloomberg School of Health? I do not. Okay, so Michael Bloomberg, the guy that has, I think his net worth is either 51 or $56 billion. uh, He's a philanthropist, kind of like Bill Gates. And since he's poured so much money into it, they've renamed, not renamed the school, but they've rebranded the school to John Hopkins University School or Bloomberg School of Health and Medicine. Most I, w- I want to say the statistic is 50-something, 50 51%, 56%, somewhere around there uh, of doctors are accredited through the Bloomberg School of Health. Michael Bloomberg was also the ex-mayor of New York. COVID just so happens the worst of the outbreak where it's televised about Rudy Giuliani, not really Giuliani, but uh, de Blasio and how the governor failed and put all these patients in nursing homes. So long story short there is that New York was basically a COVID hotspot. Well, John Hopkins University in the very beginning before the CDC started getting forwarded all the information about COVID, John Hopkins University, Bloomberg, was getting all of the information about COVID and giving you the areas of red and where you can and can't go and all this other stuff. And then on top of that, Bloomberg also has ties to the COVID patent, so the mRNA vaccine patent. And he was also running for president in 2020. So if you don't think that there's some ties to some money there, I think that we should probably reevaluate that. Well, I think I think that there are ties to money because that's a very, very uh, like not specific thing to say. You can make a claim. What percentage of doctors are accredited by the Bloomberg School? You said half. And what, what kind of doctors? Yeah, it's it's either like fifty one to fifty. So the the doctors like neurologists, uh, like not not doctor uh, above the doctor degree level to where they have a special a specialization in something. So like rheumatologists or whatever they call. It. So 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 wait, you're saying that half of in the world? No, no, in America. Okay, so you're saying that half of the doctors in the world on their accreditation paperwork. America. Will have America. Bloomberg, the Bloomberg School, like insignia on it. Is that that the claim here? Yep, yep. And where, can I can I ask where you heard that from? You can Google that. No, I'm saying you've heard it before, so I I can I can no, Google no. whatever I want. No, no. I'm just I, saying, I just like, if you know it. the source, go, go ahead. Go. And get, if you don't know the source, that's fine. But okay, so the accrediting organization for John Hopkins 
it's accredited by Middle States Commission on Higher Education. And then that is done through the School of Nursing Commission and Collegiate Nursing Education. So basically, John Hopkins, from what it looks like, kind of like how the CompTIA certs all work, is uh, it's ISO 9008, which is a internet standard as far as like, hey, this organization needs to have these following guidelines in there. So John Hopkins is accredited by that um, organization. So I misspoke, or I was incorrect, better, is that the John Hopkins itself doesn't have 51% doctors. The accrediting organization that John Hopkins uses is the 51 to 56%. Okay. That, I'm only saying that, those numbers because that, that is what I remember seeing. However, I can't on their website right now. I can't remember how I got there and and that 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 makes most most uh, a lot of sense because like organizations like the american metal Associ- medical association that's like above them right. and if someone like john hopkins is is putting so much faith in them that that that, that makes sense okay just getting that claim straight here cool. yeah yep yeah. so overall i think i mean you you agree that that money is kind of a driving source of covid which i'm glad you agreed with that no, 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 Sam. It's it, that's not what I'm saying. If if you heard that, you're you're hearing something wrong. But continue. Well, I mean, what, overall, what what I'm getting at here is that we have to question Bloomberg's intent. So, like, why why was this John Hopkins of all universities? Why is John Hopkins used for COVID? Why do we use John Hopkins for scientific? I'm winking here. Research. Why why does black boxes on airplanes or ex-government um, vessels, why does that information get forwarded to John Hopkins? What does John Hopkins have to play here? So I think there needs to be a bigger dig into Bloomberg himself and John Hopkins University and why basically they're looking at controlling a certain aspect of scientific research and development of the uh, government. Why, why are they being forwarded information? I haven't dug on that yet, as I'm saying it, I'm really thinking that's probably something I'm going to dig into. Figure out why that specific school has a lot of these scientific studies. Yeah, because I'm I'm down with I'm da- I've said it before because a lot of conspiracy theorists talk about. Uh, I don't say that I don't say that disparagingly, but a lot of times yeah. the points are made in the form of a question, where it's like, well, don't don't you're 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 saying that something is true by asking a question. Again, the Socratic method can help a whole bunch. It doesn't help us answer something. It just have, helps Figure us out. ask it okay, in a different great. way. Okay, great. Yeah, so you know? that that ties into my way of thinking now. So I got tired of basically saying that, and I think that also was subconsciously because of you, which is why I enjoy this podcast so much, was because I got tired of asking myself questions and not having an absolute answer to. That's the reason why I am the way I am. Uh, so then I started uh, looking into the occult. But before we get there, uh, I remember that I have some other other things that could tie into um, just the reason why I am the way that I am. So um, the first time doing this job, I was outside enjoying a nice break. And I had a buddy, a coworker, point at the sky and goes, look, man, what's that? And uh, I'm like, what? There's nothing in the sky. He goes, Dude, just stand out here for 30 minutes. Let your eyes adjust to the night sky. I'm like, okay, man. So backstory on this guy, super, super big. He was from like Northern California. He like would astral project and 
at this point it was like 2016 I wasn't that far into the whole like con- collective consciousness thing I was like okay man um so 30 minutes go by and uh, other two guys join us they're asking like hey how come you're not back to work yet what are you doing outside for so long and I was like well this guy over here was telling me something's flying in the sky <laughs> he's like all right so we're just coking and joking you know doing what coworkers do and then the, one of the guys that walked outside to check up on us pointed at the sky and goes yo what's that and we're looking and i'm like dude what is that the only thing that i could think about was like what in the world it looked like all right, you know how like batman flies to the sky like how it just kind of looks like organic just like portray your mind for like what marvel studios does with their animatronics and stuff imagine like an organic flying batman is cruising through the sky but like his suit allows him to like trans be translucent in the sky. So like you could see Batman flying, but you can also see the lights and the stars behind him. That's exactly what I observed. That was like in 2016. And this thing was just incredible. So that was like my first, wow, I actually saw a, a vessel or a government vessel or an aircraft or something that I can't explain using the common scientific things that we know about right now. And then um, we moved into this new house in 2019. Uh, it's in a subdivision. So the house was built in like 08. So there's no way that it was built on a grave or it could have been a, built on a grave mine or grave area. Um, but we've been the United with- States is built on top of an Indian burial ground. I think that that's uh, pretty, <laughs> well, pretty realistic. Where I am, I live like in a swamp. It was a swamp. They developed it now. So there very well could be. I haven't found any like arrowheads or anything like that. But there's also like probably maybe four inches of topsoil. So I'd have sure. to dig, dig, dig. But um, yeah, so one night it all started. I was uh, washing dishes and we, my wife just went to Pottery Barn or whatever, or no, Hobby Lobby. And she picked up this like metal, it's basically like a metal wood base plate for like how you put it's basically a cookie jar but instead of it being a jar it's like a almost like a what do you call them like where you pick it up and like there's the there's like a metal wood layer you know trying to almost like a crock pot type situation yeah almost like a crock pot and this thing is heavy like it's like 20 pounds man this thing is heavy okay and um so like i'm washing dishes and all of a sudden i hear this thing fall off and crash to the ground and my wife is staring at me like going, what was, how did that fall off? And I'm like, I have no idea. So like I have an Island and my Island's probably like 12 feet long, six feet wide. It's big. And this thing was sitting like by the sink. So in order for that 10 to 20 pound ar- ar- artifact to move that far and also fall off, it had to have some kinetic energy behind it. Like it had to, it had to slide far. So I was when like, you no, sent was- me videos of yeah. uh, your your uh your friends experiencing some hauntings in their room while they're asleep you know what i mean yeah you've sent me things like this so that's that's a common occurrence um so he shared me the video and it started happening to me well to keep the, the story shorter for the sake of the podcast sure um it started happening to me. So he sent me the video and I'm like, yo, that's crazy, man. Because you could see in there, it was like a bug. It looked like a bug just flying around. And then he was like, yo, this is at three 33 in the morning. And I was like, okay, that's crazy. <laughs> and then um, the next day we started talking about it and he's like, yeah, man, it's just, I don't know what to do. 
So the next night, um, I hear this toy, like, in my bedroom playing like a child's like you know how the child's toy has like music on it and it's just like a jack-in-the-box type situation yeah yeah and it's just this toy in the middle of the night i'm like what was that and then my wife jolts out of bed and goes what was that i'm like okay she heard it too so i immediately texted my friend i'm like look man whatever's happening is happening to me now and he goes you heard it too i'm like dude did you just hear a toy he's like yeah and we live like 30 35 minutes away from each other so it's not like we are neighbors like no nah, he heard it too so the next morning um the friend texts he knows a say as a, a clairvoyance and the clairvoyance said hey whatever however y'all are transmitting this information so like if it's a video delete the video because i heard a toy too and i'm like all right let's let's stop but like let's just stop talking about it so months have passed. These these occurrences happen. We just don't really like discuss. Like we we say, hey, I had this thing happen, but for the sake of it not happening to each other, we've kind of kept it brief. Yeah. And uh, we had we had a coworker one day walk in and was like, "What are you guys talking about?" And we were like, "Man, we just got some weird <laughs> stuff happening in our house." And he's like, "Really, man?" He's you know, I'm just like, "Yeah." He goes, "Send me the video." And I'm like, you don't want that, man. This thing, like this, whatever it is, travels. <laughs> this is the way it travels. It sounds crazy, but this is the way it travels. He's like, no, nah, man, send it to me. And it's kind of like that. I, I, I really don't want to get off that three thirty-three thing, uh, three thirty-three thing too much before you know we keep going on the significance of the time, uh, three thirty-three a.m. Um, three p.m. is supposedly the time that jesus christ was crucified this is the time that he died and he died at uh 33 years old so taking the 3 a.m is sort of the inversion of 3 p.m when god's uh only son was sacrificed um so you take the 3 p.m you invert that into 3 a.m and then you get that 33 as jesus christ's age when he died um so this is why people are so obsessed with that 333 time. And uh, when you're talking about this whole thing about the the video moving around, uh, or, or I should say the curse or, or whatever this is, moving yeah. around <laughs> through the video, um, I, this is kind of like that movie, They or not They Live. Yes. Um, not, not They Live, It Follows. Have you seen yes. that movie, It Follows? Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. So, uh, it's something about the energy from what you're telling me. It's something about just the energy of being so scared of something or, or just not even scared, but maybe just disturbed or it arousing right. a certain type of emotion out of you. And then you right. send that video to someone else and that's going to arouse the same type of emotion, going to get that same type of energy. And this thing is going to grow stronger based off of the, the footage being shared. Exactly. So that's, that's exactly where I am now is that uh, like 33, there's 33 vertebrae in your spine and that connects to your, your brain, which is your crown chakra. And that's what unlocks. Oh, wow. You know, I did not um, know that. The three in astro, not in really this, it's not an astrology, but earth is, isn't a sign. We are the earth, but it's a third planet from the sun. You tie that into three and six, the sixth planet from the sun. Uh, not including Earth is is technically Saturn, but if you include Earth, it's Jupiter. Uh, but there's just a lot of like occult meaning behind everything. So like 
three is earth and earth is the domain of biblically speaking here is that that's where satan fell to so uh earth is governed by satan which is saturn which is time so yeah, dude. I, hey, I, I, I fact-checked you live here on air. The average person is born with 33 individual bones, the vertebrae, that interact and connect with each other through flexible joints called facets. But So, but, I mean, but keep you in did mind, your research. The, keep in, this, this goes to, the I think, the common thought between people who believe in human vibration that as you get older, you lose some magic in you. You get older; those thirty-three fuse into twenty-four. If I'm not, not yes. if I'm not, I'm not <laughs> you wrong are either, right man. about that, which is insane. Which is well, that's the six. the calcification. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the calcification <laughs> of the pineal gland, and this is going to fucking dude. This is fucking nuts, man. That's insane. The right. calcification, the calcification of the pineal gland. This is like you're getting your fluoride in your toothpaste. You're getting your aluminum in your deodorant. And this is going to uh, move you away spiritually from where Yo, you th- should th- be. The whole fluoride thing, and I just just a quick snippet. There's no way for you to eliminate fluoride out of your system. I've tried. I've tried sure. to get a fluoride filter. You can't. Like when you shower, and there's nothing. There's not an attachable water. Uh, there's there's not a way to attach a fluoride remover water filter to your shower. Like it's going to remove. It says like an X amount, but it's not guaranteed to remove a certain amount. So you're literally breathing fluoride in like there's, they've made it impossible to eliminate out of your system and scientific research. And Brandon, you can back, back me up here, but I'm pretty sure that fluoride has been proven to calcify your penile gland. I mean, don't want, don't, after you brush your teeth and you use fluoride, like you use fluoride toothpaste. I don't just leave it. No, I don't either, but leave it on your toothpaste. There's it literally calcifies on your toothpaste and you are putting this in your mouth and using it. So what do you mean? Leave it on your toothpaste. I'm sorry. Leave it on your toothbrush. Like use, use your toothbrush and never rinse it. I mean, it's, it's disgusting for you to do that or just go grab a toothbrush, put some toothpaste on it, rinse it off, but don't get the residue off. That's why you have to replace your toothbrush every three months because one, it's germs, but two, the fluoride literally calcifies it. It, it turns it into a stone and you cannot get it off. So what if you just left a piece of toothpaste on your toothbrush? Yeah. What would that. happen there? It would turn into a rock. <laughs> I know that because my son lost his toothpaste <laughs> or toothbrush. <laughs> and we had that uh, Axe bubblegum stuff on there. And it turned into a literal rock. We had to throw it. was a Spider-Man toothbrush. He was really worked up about it. It was terrible. But, oh, shit. Yeah. A nightmare. Spider-Man, man. Um, Jesus, which kind of dude. goes into. Yeah. So there's there's. There's so many ties to numbers, which is literally the occult, which means the hidden. So we can get into that moving forward. And I think that's that's where every conspiracy theorist, after realizing that everything is fake, once you realize, realize, realize everything is not what what it seems, that's when people like Brandon tend to resonate with me and my ideals. So like one of my coworkers is 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 very liberal with his his ideals. Kind of like Brandon, I would say him and Brandon are pretty much exactly alike. And I dropped the John Hopkins thing on him the other day, and he, his wife is a nurse, so he, he's looking into that now, and he's like, dude, this is crazy. Like the more and more I dig on this, the more and more nefarious things I find about it. Um, but so the occult, right? So the occult means the hidden. So it's the hidden knowledge, and it has everything to do with alchemy, astrology, and, uh everything that we do every day so from 
the hours that we live. Hours is Horus, because so Horus is the sun god. Horus in Egypt rises. Yeah, in yeah ancient Egypt times, Horus is the god of the sun. Well, Horus rose rises right, and then he does twelve hours roughly is the average day. So split it even as twelve hours a day, twelve hours a night. Yeah. I know it's not normally like that without time shifts, but he does he. He goes on 12 different travels. And then at after this 12 travels, he battles set, which is sunset. And then after he battles set, the sun will rise again. <laughs> and then you take 12 hours on the clock. You just move letters around. And that's Horus. 12 hours, 12 adventures of Horus. Um, how, how do you think that the, uh, I, I don't know what you, what you call them, the powers that be, the elite, how did they come up with this 24 hour clock? I don't think the 20, I don't think time is, is real. Honestly. Sure. Um, sure. Sure. I'm, I'm just saying like the, the sun rises at the same time every day. That's yeah. what I'm kind of getting at right there. The sun sets, you know, how varying. did they develop it? I well, mean, well, let, wait, that's, that's well, hold, hold, hold up. That it, are you, did you say that it, it sun, it sets and rises at the same time every day? Well, it changes depending on the okay. season. I'm just saying they have it down to a science to where, I mean, everything is based off of 12s. We have 12 months a, a year. We have, uh, you know, 12, uh, 12 hours in a day, give or take. You know, you got the 12 hours of light, the 12 hours of darkness. And obviously that shifts too, depending on where the uh, the hemisphere is, is lined up and all that bullshit. I'm not trying to, to, to get it down to that precise level, but just the idea of this 24-hour daily cycle that's my my big thing and i was wondering what uh what sam here was talking about with that so i break it all down to that toroidal math so like that's so what i have done is i have taken every bit of like uh this could change based on this this could algebraic equation so i've completely deducted everything out of my life that doesn't really have a truth behind it like if i can observe this yellow cone and this person can observe a yellow cone and we're both staring at the same yellow cone, the cone is yellow. So sure. if someone else can perceive the same truth behind it, then that means that is what tr is true to me. So what I have done with math is that anything that has a greater than the number of nine, I simplify it to one through nine. And I use that aspect of, okay, what is 24 hours? It's six. What is 23 hours? It's five. What is so like, it's, it's the same aspect. So 24 minus 12 is 12. That's 12 hours. So either way, even if you use a 24-hour time, you still have to deduct that 24-hour time to a 12-hour time. Like that's still like the base algorithm for you to figure out. For most people that aren't on 24 hours, like they, they don't know the 2400 time scale, they deduct, okay, what's 24 minus 12? Oh, it's 12 o'clock. Oh, it's 1300. Oh, minus 12. Oh, it's one o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Like they have to deduct that to figure out what actual time it is in their head. So, which means that it's the same with math. If somebody deducts a number that, and, and that number can change based on the observation, then it's not real. It's, it's the result overall. What, what I'm going to be getting into is the post-industrialization culture that has allowed humanity to focus on art forms rather than what really matters, which is defense. Interesting, man. I, so you know, I, you mentioned the, uh, I, I want you to finish your thought there, but like you mentioned the yellow 
um, you know, two people seeing the same yellow cone and all that stuff. Um, from what I understand, purple is the opposite of yellow when it comes on the in, in the color spectrum. And yes. you have told me some very interesting things about the color purple, where uh, yeah. purple is not a visible color on the visible spectrum. Um, you know, I, and I probably sound like a fucking idiot talking about this shit. No, because yeah. I, so I'll, I'll, I'll clear it up for you. So for one, um, I found all of this information through human vibration. Um, so if I mess it up and she's listening, sorry. I know she <laughs> hates that when someone mis misinterprets her words. So I'm going to try to keep it very um, aligned with what she says and how it works. So essentially violet is is your end of visible light that's perceived as purple. So you can see violet and then you can see red. Hey guys, if you enjoyed that portion, you are going to love the full version. Uh, it's only available over here at the Patreon at patreon.com slash dangerousworldpodcast. $3 a month, you'll get access to all of our full-length episodes. And here, we have another 45 minutes talking to Sam. We get into some really, really cool topics. It gets a little bit heated at the end, believe it or not. So we really, really hope to see you guys over there.